0: Hello, everyone, and welcome into Debate Night. Yet again, a little bit different format. So, Silas and I are down here in Charleston, South Carolina, for the Foundation Charleston Grand Opening. Brody will be joining us here in about two days, but you're currently in Dallas, right, Brody?
1: Mm-hmm. We're here for a couple of days. We fly out to Thursday morning. Thursday. So, we'll be there nice. soon.
0: Nice. Yeah, so once Brody gets in town, then we're going to have the we're gonna do a foundation versus the nation the foundation charleston grand opening and whole bunch of other stuff, but the whole week down here is actually brought to you by Flippy Disc Golf. So let me tell you about them real quick and shout them out for sponsoring today's episode as well. If you want to look fresh on the disc golf course, well, today's sponsor has just what you need. Find your new style today at Flippy Disc Golf. Flippy creates super soft, stretchy, and lightweight jerseys with men and women disc golfers in mind. The lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric keeps you cool on the course and lets you throw smoothly and freely without any snagging or sticking. Flippy also offers customization to your jerseys, perfect for tournament player packs, double team, and sponsor players. All Foundation viewers will receive 10% off with the code FOUNDATION10 at checkout. So be sure to head over there. Check out all of their different styles, all of that at com, and use code FOUNDATION10 to get 10% off. And I also heard that they might be dropping some of the Foundation uh, custom jerseys this weekend. You'll, you'll see those, you know, oh, when Foundation vs. Yeah. No. Nation. I was going to say they... Cup. We have one with your name on it, bro. I was going to say they, they made
1: us some, right? Oh, heck
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm rocking. Yeah, I'm just rocking say Smith one of their stock or just say first and last today. name. Oh, don't worry what it says in the back. Is it we got. We all have different. We all have different nicknames. Okay. <laughs> Actually, yours is pretty obvious. It's Dark Horse. Oh heck, we, we, yeah. we just went. We went boring. Okay. Yeah, Everyone yeah. else. I mean, I didn't have a That's nickname prior to figured. this weekend. So they Not, now you do. They dedicated one to me. Um, I won't. I won't spoil it. You'll oh, have to well, watch I'm, the creators' cup to, to see what, what my nickname is. But it was apparently Trevor and Brad came up with it together, so it was it's a pretty good nickname. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw it, I was oh, like, yeah. "That's that's funny," and it, it okay. fits well. So, but yeah, check out Flippy Disc Golf for all that. Uh, we gotta talk Idlewild a little bit here, Brody. Why don't you first kind of? There's a lot of a lot of different storylines that were perfect for a debate night that came from this. But first, let's just do what we typically do. Oh, uh, he let's, can't
2: see your screen, Brody. He's showing up the picture of the uh, the disc that we're getting. <laughs> oh, you want to tell them about that? I thought
1: you were. I thought you were just ignoring. It. I'm looking at I thought you were just ignoring it. Oh, okay. Funny. No, tell them um, about the disc for this yeah, weekend. That's we, funny. Uh, well, I was just gonna say we, to hype up to to hype up the uh, the grand opening a little bit because I don't even think I've really talked about it that much on my on my side. So um, we've got found, uh, obviously the foundation for the nation. We got a bunch of events. Hunter just talked about all coinciding with the Foundation Charleston uh, Grand Opening. So last time we did the Grand Opening for our own store in Lynchburg, we did 100 uh, Midnight Dark Horse Raptors. And this time we're doing 100 Midnight Dark Horse Nukes. So there might be a little bit of a theme here we'll see. I don't know if we're going to start getting crazy and it's opening up stores all over the place, but um that would be a pretty sweet pair to have the dark horse midnight raptor and the dark horse midnight nuke. Um but this time around too, I think the cool thing is if you are going to come in from out of town, there's a lot of other stuff going on so you can kind of make it of a full trip versus just like coming in to hang out for 10, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, at the store and then bouncing. And also there's gonna be a bunch of other creators there, too, that you get to meet. So um, it should be an awesome time. Really looking forward to it. And uh, I've never actually played disc golf in South Carolina before, so I'm also excited to get to play some of the courses there as well. And uh, yeah, if you're in the area or you're close by, come make the trip, all the information is on uh foundation charleston's instagram page um i'm sure we can maybe put some stuff in the description uh down below as well so hope to see all you guys out there this week
0: yeah yeah it's gonna be a great time that's also the actual grand opening that's perfect that's perfect the grand opening 5 p.m saturday is they're also going to have food trucks out there uh and like brody said lots of other creators are going to be there and I got to check out the shop yesterday. As soon as we got in town, we went straight there. It's pretty, pretty sick setup. They already have a pretty, pretty awesome use section, we'll put it that way. Uh, and I think they were getting a few more shipments of discs in today and tomorrow that'll fill out the shelves. But I mean, they got sick, like wall to wall shelves, and then like a nice middle section with like bins that you can sort through, some pop ups. Uh, for different brands and stuff. It's a it's a really cool shop, and I'm a little jealous of this. You'll be jealous of it when you see it in person, Brody. You probably saw it on social, but they hired a local carpenter to build them out, their checkout desk, with a glowing foundation logo in it. So, Oh, heck yeah. But he, apparently this guy has connections in Lynchburg and offered to build us Ooh. one as well. So we might have to get Ooh. him next time he's in Lynchburg to to knock that out for us. Because it when you get when you see it in person it's pretty sick. But that's all going down Saturday. And if you want more details, also Brad is bringing. uh, That's on our
1: Instagram as well. Brad is bringing some goodies as well. So I I got some extra goodies, and I think Brad's going to bring. I think he's going to bring some of those down as well, um, along with the hundred dark horse nukes. So yeah. So in
0: other words, if you are within driving distance of Charleston, South Carolina, you're going to want to be here Saturday. Maybe. I mean, some people. I, ten did, hours I did get a driving. DM from someone. Oh, I was just going to say 10 hours
1: driving. 10 hours. Are, are we on a delay? What's going on here? Silas, what is I think happening you're on a slight
0: here? delay. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you're on a delay
1: or something. Why am, like I, on, why am I on a delay? All right. We had some technical
0: difficulties, uh, but... We should be back. We should have it all fixed. Silas is going to work editing magic, so it's like we never even left. But anyways, let's get into Idlewild here. So, lots of stories to talk about, lots of tweets and different topics that came from this thing. But bro, do we got to talk through your play out there? What you thought of the course? What you thought of the conditions? And yeah, the tournament as a whole. Run us
1: through it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love the course. It's it's definitely one of my favorites um, that we've played so far this year. I thought the changes they had done were excellent except for maybe 16. I understand what they did. The reason why they widened it though, obviously pace of play reasons I think, but I think they could potentially kind of make that a hazard or if they want to make it OB and like just still cut the grass around it so it's easier to find your disc. Um, because that hole did become, obviously, as we saw how many eagles there were and how many birdies, you could get a lot more aggressive off the tee. But that's also exciting, I guess, coming down the wire makes the eagle more possible. Um, but I really love the new two new holes, hole three, hole four. Hole four might be one of my favorite holes that I've played this season. Uh, I think it's going back to it. We talked, I think, a little bit about it last week. But yeah, I just think that kind of – that force carry – really plays um, into a lot of risk reward situations, so absolutely love those changes and yeah I overall really really love the the course now obviously the weather that we got made made for some tough conditions out there but you know I think whenever the conditions get tough it's you know it kind of eliminates some people and and it elevates others and some people weren't nearly as affected as some others were when it came to the conditions so it was kind of cool to see who rose to the top and I you know, got the chance to play with Isaac in the first round and oh, nice. that was my first time. Yeah. It was my first time getting to play with him and seeing his game up close. The dude's got, dudes got crazy skill. I know we texted a little bit about it and I said like literally if he, I mean, I didn't see him throw a forehand at all. And there was a lot of times where maybe a forehand was probably a, like if you had equally as good forehand as backhand, you're probably throwing a forehand. So my, I'm assuming he he definitely favors the backhand, but if if he gets his forehand up to where his backhand is and, and the only other thing I would say is maybe like added an extra 25 or 50 feet of distance, I mean, you're looking at someone that is just another one of those guys that you can add to the list that can win any tournament out there. So he obviously has been super close to winning previously at the Portland Open. He was in the mix, and then I think he was also mm-hmm. in the mix he was either at Beaver State Fling or um, where? Were, maybe it was just Portland. But phenomenal player, really cool to watch him and really happy for him, really great guy. And, uh, yeah, congrats to him.
0: Yeah, he was somewhat in the mix back at uh, Waco as well, back at the beginning of the season. Finished oh. fifth there, I believe, way back. Oh, but okay. Yeah, really been coming into form. But the conditions specifically – Uh, created kind of two different tweets. I don't know if you saw them. I saw them, and they both had different takes that I want your opinion on. Uh, These came from players in the event. Uh, This first one said, players who are close in rating need tee times that are close together for round one. Watching half the field play in horrible conditions and then the other half play in great conditions is just wrong. Uh, Only matters for round one. What do you think on... I mean, the essence of the take, I don't like using ratings for it, obviously, but the essence of the take is essentially... You had half a field play in awful conditions, and the second half of the field play in, you know, fine conditions. Day one, not great conditions, but a lot better. Uh, Is that something you think needs to be addressed? And if so, what would you recommend for it?
1: I I would actually say that the thing that right now is probably well, it's tough because like normal normal weather, like the wind picks up throughout the day. So if you can go off early in the morning, you yeah. can get, you can kind of sometimes get better weather than later in the day. Now, the FPO goes off in the morning, so no one really is going off at seven o'clock in the morning anymore. You know, I think the first tea times are roughly around 10 o'clock most of the time for the MPO. So the window mm-hmm. for MPO is normally ra- right around like 10 to like three. So it is just a five hour window a lot of times. obviously some tournaments there's more people and the window' a little bit bigger. Um, so like I could see people getting upset about like feature cards and stuff of where it's like the same type of people are always playing together towards the end of the day. but again like end yeah. of the day over time is is not necessarily where when you want to play but I, I mean I'm a huge fan of trying to go to a shotgun start. Mm. Not sorry, not shotgun. Whoa, 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 stop. Uh-uh. I was gonna say, well, not shotgun. Okay. No, not shotgun. Um i and I've talked about this before. I think I think to fix what he's saying is a problem. I don't I don't agree with that statement. And and I know that was Presnell, and I'm sure yeah. he was frustrated with getting a bad draw. And I've had bad draws at some tournaments as well, where it just feels like every time I'm playing the conditions are way worse than others. And it's going to happen. Yeah. But I think the easiest way of trying to make it to where that is equal, I guess, across the season, because you're never going to have a tournament where it's like, okay, you played in terrible conditions today. You get to play in great conditions tomorrow and the other people get to play. That's never going to happen, but you're just trying to make something to where like, over the course of the season, it kind of gets evened out. And I think the easiest way of doing that is having people go off hole one, having people go off hole 10, and going, doing like a morning wave, essentially. And then once all the morning wave is done, then the afternoon wave goes off a whole one, goes off a whole 10. So you have the most people as you can on the course at one time. Obviously you can do the shotgun start, but that's stupid, that's really bad. But this gives yeah. you, the, this makes it minimize the times in between um, tee times more. And then you mm-hmm. basically just say, okay, whoever played in the morning session On this day, the next day they play in the afternoon and vice versa. If you play in the afternoon, you play in the morning the next day. Now, obviously, there's reasons why people don't like this. I don't think they're necessarily, in my opinion, good reasons, but people don't like the fact that you play with the same people two rounds in a row because for this to work, you would have to literally have the same people. Um, And you're not not basically – um, in this scenario you wouldn't be if you shot hot round on the first day you wouldn't be on lead card the second day you would still be on the same mm-hmm. card that you were the first day you just be playing in the afternoon so does this make sense filming wise that's another thing that's kind of tricky right cuz obviously yeah, that's the, the filming, big one right now they want they want to try to keep all the people um you know pinched together and like you know obviously like when Isaac was playing really really well You know, their camera came um, and I was playing decent the first round, too. So I was getting on coverage a little bit as well. And, you know, that's kind of luck of the draw of like I got lucky that Isaac was playing good enough to where he was leading the tournament to where we got a camera or else I would have never gotten on coverage first round. So there's a lot of kind of luck when it comes to it. But, yeah, I, I mean, I understand the frustration for sure. Um, it's never fun when you feel like, wow, I played in twenty five mile per hour winds and then these guys go out and the wind drops to like fifteen. Like that's a massive difference between the two. But you know, I don't think his solution makes any sense at all. If anything, I think that makes it way worse. And then also you're gonna get really weird situations. Like if you are someone that cares about ratings, you're gonna get a really weird situation where All the low-rated people go out in the morning and shoot well because the conditions are perfect. And then a storm rolls through in the afternoon and all the high-rated people play terrible and the ratings are just going to be ridiculous, right? Because now 980-rated people are shooting just as good as 1030-rated people. And so if you care about ratings, which clearly that, that tweet made it seem like he does... Um, I don't think that actually will help you. I think that actually will hurt you in the long run.
0: Yeah, I think that the sentiment behind it, I think, was solving the same type of problem that your solution solves, where it's just get the sim- – in his his mind, explanation was like, get the similarly skilled people on the course at the same time. Yours is a, is a little bit of a broader solution, which is like get as many people on the course at the same time and then this flip-flop is such a... them so that basically you – Eliminate as much. I mean, there's always going to be a randomness. It's golf. It's disc golf. Like that's going to happen. But eliminating as much as you can of the randomness, I think, is always a good step. But I think the big thing's the coverage right now. Just the way disc golf's covered, it wouldn't make sense.
1: It's also very short-sighted because right now, yes, do we have some people that you can literally say this person has no chance of winning a tur- the, tur- the tournament for sure? There are definitely people that you can pinpoint. But is that number getting smaller and smaller year after year after year? Yes. And eventually there will be a time where there's eighty guys that could win a tournament. So it's like, yeah. how do you how do you then say it doesn't make sense when I see what he's saying right now is where it's like, yes, there's fifty guys that are way better than the other fifty. So sure. Yeah. Separate it. But what happens when there's eighty guys that are are a little bit better than twenty guys, then then it gets kind of tricky. So the line but yeah gets no, blurrier I, mean, I and blurrier. It's, it's 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 a frustration tweet for sure, and I I see exactly where he's coming from, and you know it's we've been there. If you've been there before, it's literally a terrible feeling when you've battled and you feel like you played really well and shot like two under, and then you see people coming in the afternoon after you shooting seven eight nine because the weather was way better. So
0: yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and then the second tweet was from Drew Gibson. And this is, it was obviously about this tournament in particular, but I think it brings up a interesting question as a whole. Um, so he said, There's a time when the conditions are too bad to play, and if it doesn't, it doesn't have to be because of lightning. 40 miles per hour wind isn't disc golf, and neither is a sloppy, muddy course causing touring players injury. The TD nor the Pro Tour can control the weather, but we don't have to suffer. Hashtag rest in peace, Barella. Uh, that's obviously because Anthony Barella tweaked his back. Um, from slipping on a tee pad, I believe. Um, but first off, conditions on the course—how bad were they actually? Like, how bad were the tee pads? How like sloppy were the fairways? What what were we looking at out there? Because obviously, on on camera, it looked pretty bad at times.
1: I, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do what shoes you wear, and I think oh, okay, like I like I have I have shoes that if I play in bad conditions. I literally have zero grip and I'm, mm. I, I'm slipping all over the place and it feels like I'm on ice. And then I have a pair of shoes that the grip works incredibly well. And so I, I'm, I'm very, you know, aware of the conditions. So I know what shoes to wear prior to playing. So yeah, I feel like a lot of people that probably were saying how bad the conditions were because they were bad for sure. They were bad, but I think some of the people that maybe had it worse than others, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't have shoes that might have uh, give them better grip in those type of conditions. Um, mm. And you know, it's it's uh, you know, we've all been on hikes before, right? Where there's one person that just wears some shoes that either the tread has worn out or they aren't the greatest. Uh, with traction and they're slipping and sliding all over the place on a hike and mm-hmm. you're wearing good hiking shoes and you're fine. I think, I think footwear comes into play a lot. Um, and then also there might be a little bit too of where some people were just in this mindset of like, I should be able to have a run up at all times. Like if I, like the mm. my footing should always allow me to If I throw it in the fairway, I should always be able to have a run up. And this is where it kind of gets kind of dicey with the, because there was really no standing water. It wasn't like where, you know, you're throwing out of puddles or anything. It was just the dirt there becomes very muddy and slick. And it can cause some issues when it comes to like, actually trying to do an x-step or a run-up and so if you weren't willing to do a standstill forehand or you weren't willing to you know disc up so that you don't have to throw it nearly as hard and generate as much force and you still want to do all those things you're probably going to have more issues than others did but I think they did a great job I mean I think they could have done that maybe a little bit sooner but they did a great job of coming out I think it was on Saturday night I believe they came out and threw down like a bunch of what looked to be almost kind of like gravel or some sort Mm -hmm. of like chalk dust kind of stuff, sawdust almost. That really did suck up a lot of the moisture. And so um, I think that also was really good for some fans as well. Like just actually the terrain at Idlewild is pretty tough to begin with. And so when you add in the uh, slipperiness of it. You know, I think some of the fans were even having a hard time climbing some of the hills or going down some of the hills. So I think that kind of helped, uh, everyone involved, but yeah, I mean, the conditions weren't great. It rained a whole bunch. There's only so much you can do. The thing that Drew did say that is interesting is like, when it comes to conditions, like it, is there a time where you call it because it is too windy you know, yeah. like that's what I was—that's D- was bringing D- up.
0: Like, is that a li- is there yeah. a line that needs to be set?
1: Like DDO was, if that wasn't, if it didn't cross the line, like that was like right on the cusp, because you start ending up, you know, not being able to even putt from fifteen feet. So, mm-hmm. I don't mind that. I don't mind. I don't. You know, I don't think that's in any sort of rule book, or if that's in, on the minds of anyone right now. All the tour- tournaments I've played for the pro tour, it's always been lightning is the only time we have ever delay for anything, but yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, hey, this wa- the course is taking on too much water, we're going to delay this back a little bit, or, you know, hey, it- the winds have gotten over, you know, gusts are over 30 miles an hour, Um we're going to delay until the winds kind of calm down. Like I think, I think obviously the, the rain is probably like more of a, you got to go out there and see how it looks on the course. But the wind thing that that's a pretty easy, like just come up with a number and say like anything over 35 miles per hour too windy, we're not playing.
0: But then what do you do with that round? Do you like push it to the next day? You just try to wait out the wind. Cause like typically if it's a windy day, it's a windy day.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't have the answer for that. I don't know, but yeah. I can see how that's where it's I, tough. I, yeah, I I can see how though some people are like we're not even playing because cause, uh, DDO did feel like that at some point of where it's like this doesn't really feel like disc golf right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely an interesting point. I mean, lightning's the obvious one, um, but beyond that, it is it's it's a very judgment call thing, and I do think that's where. The Pro Tour, I think, will eventually establish a separate set of rules to a certain extent um, and, like, regulation standards for delayed rounds, um, you know, weather conditions, all that type stuff. Um, But, I mean, it's just a weird one right now because if, like, the final round's on Sunday and, you know, it's too windy to play or something like that and we're like, hey, we're going to have everyone just – we're going to push a round back and finish the tournament on a Monday or something like that half the field might not be able to do it, especially like Idlewild, you know, even the top end of the field, a lot of them are leaving to go to Europe right now. And they mm-hmm. could be like, I have flights Monday to go to Europe. Like that's not a, oh, I just reschedule for the last round of Idlewild thing. Um, it's So weather is obviously, I mean, it's an outdoor sport. So I think to a certain extent, you just, I said this on Griplock, but you just control what you, you control what you can't control. So you like get the tee pads and stuff as best suited so that t-pad you don't have to worry about people slipping and stuff like that you get the fairways as good as possible to where you know maybe you cut in drainage ditches or something to where you know that the course drains well or you 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 take precautions like that but when it comes to like wind it maybe it's just hey we don't schedule an event in Emporia in April like maybe that's the line of thought as we just know that's a windy time of year hey August is a lot less windy in Kansas maybe it's more More precautionary line of thought versus reactionary of, oh, shoot, it's windy in April in Kansas. Let's delay the tournament every year. Maybe it's more of a precautionary thing where, hey, we know it's going to be windy. Let's try to find a time when it's not. And, hey, we know this course doesn't drain well. Let's find a way to make it drain well. Uh, So then when you're playing in the rain, the conditions are controlled as much as possible while it's still an outdoor sport.
1: Yeah. And we have to, you know, we have to remember too, as fans and players that, you know, disc golf is still very young and and the money isn't necessarily where um, it needs to be to be able to do a lot of the things that other sports can do. And one of those being just like the maintenance on the course, you know, like a lot of these courses are owned by or run by rather the city and sometimes you have the situation where the city is, is super open to it and like allows locals to put time and effort into maintaining the course. And then sometimes you have it like Ida wild. They were saying like they don't, I don't, I don't believe Idlewild. I think this was Idlewild. They don't really let locals do much on the course. Hmm. So it is what it is. And um, until the money is different and stuff like, I don't think we'd be having the, the issues that we had at this tournament if Idlewild, for example, had a $200,000 or $100,000 like money injected into it, because then you can get all new tee pads and now the tee pads are solved. And then that, the, you know, whatever money's left over after that, because I know T-pads are pretty expensive, but whatever money's left over that, you can throw some seeding down and get some grass in these fairways. And so that they're not dirt and they're actually grass and they can hold water a lot better than, you know, what it was right now, where it was just a bunch of, you know, mud essentially. Yeah.
0: Now there's definitely, I definitely think I think a lot of these things will be solved with time because you know logistics will happen, more money will get in the sport, and you know it'll it'll kind of get figured out a lot of it. Because I think there's a lot of other solutions than than changing rules or figuring out you know tee times and stuff like that. I think I think there's a lot of other stuff that can be done. But one reactionary rule that's in place that I guess you hadn't really seen too much until this weekend, which I fully get because it's a very weird rule, was towel behind people's lies in their in the fairway. Because obviously you've seen it on teas, but hated conditions were that. bad enough that, that I actually went in and found the rule for you to read it, um, so you can get your so I can get your opinion on the actual rule itself. So okay. it's eight thirteen point oh two d. It says an item such as a towel or a pad may be placed under a supporting point as long as it's not greater than one centimeter in thickness when compressed. That's the rule.
1: And so that's at any point, any any point anywhere.
0: Yeah, that's just talking about your lie in general. So when you're like taking a stance and and throwing. It's yeah, 8-13. I mean, thirteen. It made that, for a really it,
1: it made for a really funny po- photo with Gannon, especially because they were like the size of a washcloth and they're both yellow. Mm-hmm. I think that added to the 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 uh, the image there. But yeah, I mean, I I hate I hate that. I, now, I'm here's not a, a fan of that at all.
0: Here's a weird one, because, like, recently... It, it, it is a
1: rule, so it is what it is, but I, I don't like it. Yeah. That's my opinion.
0: <laughs> well, recently, there was a the thing of, like, being able to move, like, dead and unattached behind your lie. Dead and unattached stuff behind your lie, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, yep. like, where or, you could yeah, move yeah, it anywhere where you could it. Yeah. Right? Because wasn't it, like, where a supporting point could be? Like, there was something where they said, like, the basically the joke that would end up being made was you would have to, like, lay down...
1: And do like a snow angel. Oh, the, you're talking about you're talking about the new rule. Yeah, yeah. like the updated the, version. The, the new rule, yeah. Before it was like anything be, behind your lie, you could as if it was dead and attached, you can move it. But now yeah. it's like basically, yeah, it, basically it's if you put your foot down and lie down with your hand as stretched out as possible. Anything in that area, you can move.
0: I guess, uh, yeah. I guess the issue the issue was, what I was about to say wouldn't make sense, because the issue was the run-up. People were able to clear stuff farther back. So, like, James Conrad, for his run-up, would clear, like, 15 feet farther back, whereas yeah. someone else might clear six feet farther back, and it's saying basically just where your supporting points were. But never mind, because I was going to make a point. I was just going to bring up the question of, like, why can you put a towel behind your back supporting point? Um, when it's not actually at the lie, cause like running up to a lie, having a towel down in a fairway looks silly, but like it being behind the lie, like at least kind of makes sense in my head. But when you're able to put one under both, it, it does, like there's but then it's be like, it's
1: also, it's also just seems like it's an, it's, you're like adding, I don't know. It just seems like you're adding something and, and even the one on the tee pad, I don't like because like that simply is just showing that tee pads bad yeah no it's, I agree Right, like n- when tee t-pad's good you don't need to do that so I, I think the only time the I like it f- is
0: like when you're taking a knee and you put something down under your knee to like that one makes sense to me
1: still doesn't make like sense it, uh, to me uh, but a cushion?
0: yeah like if, you're, you're, if you're having to go to a knee to putt and like they make like I think they're really called kneesies but they make yeah, like pads I mean where you like put it down so you're w- not getting thorns in your knee or whatever yeah
1: I mean, I feel like I have the, well, we also shouldn't be playing in thorns first off, but I feel like my knees, I feel like my knees might be the worst out of everyone as far as like pain when it comes to like, that's just a blanket statement. Yeah. My knees are pretty bad and I don't ever put (laughs) any, I don't ever put anything underneath my knees when I'm, you know, kneeling or doing anything like that on the course. Maybe you should.
2: Or like how I do
1: you get down on a knee? That's what I'm not saying. Not very you, often. Not like once every two rounds maybe, something like that. Yeah. It's, and you're only down there for a second. I don't know. I, I just think t- to me, whatever you want to do, it's within the rules. It's fine. I just think optic, like the, the looks of it, I don't like the look of it. It looks weird. There's just got to be, that's all there's I'm gotta be saying. a way to – be a way to I'm just weird. thinking like
0: this one seems like a rule that could be easily abused somehow. I don't know how. I'm just, like, I'm thinking through, like, the right scenario. I feel like there would be a reason for someone to just always have a towel and always put a towel down. Maybe it's just, like, because then your footing's the exact same every time. Like, dry condition, wet condition, always have a towel, and you always put it down behind your lie. Like, there's got to be some way that you can, like, use that and, like, get have some type of advantage, even if it's just a mental confidence thing. I don't know. There's yeah, a weird one. I don't know. Okay, now I do need it's you strange. to re-explain this issue with me because this was from a text and you tried drawing it out in a graphic and I don't know if we're on the same page or not yet. So I need you to re-explain it. Okay. The relief from OB where basically oh, wait, the you rule, you can, s- can
1: like pull it farther back. You can't see me, dang it. Okay. I can't see you. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll still draw it for the viewers.
0: This is perfect because I'm, I'm basically an audio listener right now. So if I'm able to get it, then yeah. all of our audio
1: listeners can. Okay, so I still have the fr—I still have the Frisbee that I did the last drawing on. So I'm going to use nice. that same we're adding frisbee. to it. Great. So Efficient. essentially... You to
2: bring that to Charleston. Put it in the use section or
1: something. Assi- you want me, you want me to bring this? Yeah. Okay. So essentially, this is the basket. Okay, so you- I have a line here. Um, can you guys still hear me? Because it says your internet's weak, but yeah, I Yeah, I- we can fine. hear you. We can hear not- you. Okay, so the basket is up here. Okay, then we're gonna have a lake. He's drawing on half a. Distance. A lake, a lake. Well, I'm, I don't have that much room because I already drew this. Yeah, so now you have a lake. Drive into Hunter. Oh, okay, you have a lake short of the basket. Okay, okay. your throw. Okay, from back mm-hmm. here, whatever your throw went into the lake. Got it. Yep. Okay, so Cracking your throw you so went far. in. Your throw went in where I'm making an X on the edge of the lake. Okay. Okay. Yep. So the new the new rule allows you to do a semicircle, essentially, yep. b- because of the the way the lake is is structured. You now can do a meter semicircle around where your disc uh, entered, okay? Yep. Now, I thought the rule was when you go, when you, when you, you can take your lie anywhere in that semicircle, okay? I Mm -hmm. thought that, we all know that's the rule. I thought though, if you want to take it back, okay? Like, I'm just gonna keep going back and back and back further because I want to get a better angle or whatever at the basket, I thought that always was where your disc crossed the water. So, in my mind, I always thought like, if you want to take it back 40 yards, you would have to take it back on the line, obviously with the basket, the line with the basket, and where your disc went back out. But, I saw, I think, I don't know who it was, but I saw someone on coverage basically make, you know, uh, instead of the meter straight back like the rule used to be, they took yeah. the meter like let's say forty-five degrees back into okay. the right. Yeah, and then from where they took it back, they then took it back in line with the basket. And then, yeah. like if you take it, if you take it a meter to the right of where it went out, you can then take that and align to the basket. And then this a meter to the left, you take that. And so, what ends up happening is, as you can see, you end up having like hundreds and hundreds of scenarios of where you essentially can take your disc because they're all in line with the basket, but with different angles. So, that now this person literally can take the disc in any of these spots and I don't, I don't know, that baffles me. Is well, that, but
0: you so you would basically, Does that not baffle you? I think I understand what you're saying. So basically, though, is this right? So if I'm, we're just going to have a perfectly straight hole, okay? And the lake's perfectly in the I'm middle. I'm taking a picture. I'm
1: taking a picture, and I'm literally sending it to you. Because well, I just everyone wanna, that's I watching... Ask you, <laughs> it looks like a
0: UFO.
2: Everyone I just want to wa- ask
0: you this question so that, like, I understand. Uh, I just sent that to Connor. He's going to be so confused. That's funny. Um, So... But essentially, you would have a two-meter wide range of options, correct? No, infinite. How? Because like you can take a because meter you, left, you can go or anywhere, right, you, and then it just and straight then you can go back. back.
1: <laughs> no, because yeah. you can take a meter forty-five degrees. Yeah, but then so you that's go straight a different back. angle. You
0: can't get farther than a meter right. In or a meter in line right.
1: with the basket, in line with the basket, though, Hunter.
0: But once you take your look at the, Im- to the meter, look at the image
1: I sent you. Look at the image I sent you. Okay. Look at the image I sent you and all things will be understood. Because when you go, when you go in line with the basket, it literally creates as, as the farther back you take it, the bigger this triangle becomes. Because you're taking each scenario, each spot in that circle, when you take it back, it's creating a new line with the basket. So, like, uh, if you go a meter to the left and take it back, that's gonna be different than if you take it. Um, than if you take it from uh, like a meter to the left, or sorry, a foot to the left is gonna be different than a foot to uh, or than a than a meter to forty-five degrees. Does that make I get, sense? I think. I think because you're right. Based based off of taking it back in line with the basket. It's going it's going to change the angle. So as you just keep going back, you end up having like these infinite it's not obviously infinite, but the further you take it back, you end up having like so many like like realistically
0: to get it it that wide, you'd have to go very far back. So like at what are they really gaining an Yeah, but if you're
1: Yes, because some situations they can take it back and all of a sudden this tree or obstacle, because like that was the whole thing that I was watching, is if they could only, t- if they could only take, because here's the other thing too, Hunter. The other thing is if, oops, this is where it gets tricky. Okay, now now keep, stay with me here. Oops, Okay. stay with me here, okay? You, you go, now instead of the OB being in front of the basket, the OB now is like on the fairway left side. Okay. Same scenario. The basket's right in front of you, but now you go OB left. Okay. In this scenario, you can't take it further back if you go with what I was saying of where, where it goes out. Because if you take no, it further yeah. back from where it goes out, you're still OB. But now in this scenario, you can take a meter in and all these different different angles, and then you can t- literally take a meter back now because you're in the field of play. And so now essentially if you had like a tree right in front of you. Or like a wall of trees right in front of you. Let's say five feet in front of where you went out of bounds. You now can take a meter back, fifty feet, in line with the basket, and now you can throw a shot around those trees. But how is that any different from the rule before
0: in the scenario you just described? Like if it's per- perfectly perpendicular and you okay, go to the left, I gotta do an angle. I, doesn't I gotta matter. do? An-
1: no, I gotta do another. I gotta do another picture. I don't Silas, think I need a talk picture to talk to uh, No, you do because you're not understanding what I'm saying.
0: If are oh, we man. there? There's OB left, basket's dead straight ahead of me. I go into the OB left. Yep. Yeah. There's that's the exact same. The farthest nope. point from the OB.
2: No.
1: How? Okay. Look. 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 I'm taking a photo. I'm saying it to you. Okay, I'll try. I'll okay, describe let, the let photo
0: me, once it comes in to see what's different. Let about me it know. No. Head.
1: Everyone. Everyone literally has just. Everyone has literally understood what I'm saying. The OB is on a vertical line, not horizontal anymore. So now the x on, the x on the yeah, line no, hunter, I'm
0: asking I'm asking how is that different
1: hit, it, because of the semicircle what does the semicircle hear me change out. Hear from me that out. before Because because if you can't if you can't take it, what I'm trying to say is I always viewed the the rule was you take it back if you want to take it back um if you want to take a disc back like if you yeah. don't want to go from a meter in and you want to take a disc back you have to do that on the point of where it crossed OB. So in this scenario, where the X is OB, if you take that the disc back on line with the basket, you're still OB. You can never find a lie in play. So you never so knew you rule, could take the relief first. I never knew that. To me, doesn't make sense that you can take a relief in because look, see the second X. The second X so is true. So it's the rule.
0: Yeah, you know, I get it. I understand it. You yes. just didn't understand you could take a yeah, meter in first.
1: We were saying the Co- same thing. Correct. The, and, in the second scenario, And what I'm the saying is, I don't, I don't understand change. how that's a rule. What I'm saying is, I don't understand why that's a rule. Yeah. I'll, why so are they the rule- allowing people? Why are they allowing that to where someone yeah. can take a meter in, or and, and like I said, now that there's a semicircle, they literally have all these options up to where now they in that scenario that I just sent of where you have like an obstacle in front of you and you went ob right in front of that obstacle if you weren't able to take a meter in and then take your relief back as far as you want it's not even relief what am i talking about it's not relief if you weren't able to take your meter in and then just go back as far as you want in line with the basket you would not be able to throw around those trees yeah but so, in this scenario you can that's that's my whole point so it's actually Does that so make it's from sense, this though? rule
0: yeah so it's from this rule it's uh 803.OTD, uh, it's called, it says a player may elect at any time to take optional relief by declaring their intention to the group. The lie may then be relocated by marking a new lie which is farther from the target and is on the line of play. One penalty throw is added to the player's score, but no penalty throw is added if optional relief is be- being taken following a penalty taken for a disc out of the bounds or above two meters. So basically, it's the same disc golf rule of like, the same throw can not be penalized twice. So it's essentially you're using a different rule, the optional relief that you can use at any point. So if I'm in I'm the just middle saying of fairway, then I can take it 200 feet back to the tee. I'm just getting a penalty stroke for that. But if that stroke's already I penalized, don't like, I don't get another penalty I also penalty don't stroke. like
1: that rule. I so also then that's don't the like that rule. You just rule.
0: don't like this rule, period, then. 803.02D. The I don't like it's the rule the either OB way. Rule. So you just don't like optional relief. In general.
1: You take unplayable.
0: Well, unplayable lie you go back to where you threw. Yeah. Yeah, this is optional relief. So instead of unplayable lie you can take your relief why back do we need as a- far as you need.
1: But why? Why is that a I rule? I don't I don't
0: know. I don't know. I'm just saying that's it's it's not technically like an OB rule. It's just Yeah, I'm not I'm not you ar- can throw I'm not
1: arguing that it Yeah, I'm not arguing that it's a rule and players are are abiding by yeah, the rule. Yeah, I'm yeah, arguing yeah. Why is that a rule? I think yeah, I think if you I'm throw saying. a disc is this in this rule, st-
0: you just want this one thrown out the window, basically.
1: Yeah, because I don't think the really I don't think that comes into play. I've never seen anyone throw a disc and say I'm going to take optional relief backwards. I've never seen that before. Most of the time, everyone is going to say like I can throw some sort of shot forward. So why would I lose a stroke and then go further back? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like. And, and so that, it's whatever, but I don't like that you can use that rule, like you just said, when you go OB and then really give yourself, you know, I don't know. I, I just no. don't know why you're, why you're helping someone advantage. that throws a bad, that someone throws a bad shot. So The first time I ever saw, saw it
0: used, I was the TD for an event, and it blew my mind. It was the bow for Bedford, and we had this par 5 island hole, and the OB was defined by a fence line. And I was watching the MPO lead card come down, and Paul went for the eagle. He went for the island in two, threw at OB, walked up to the fence line, took his meter off, and then backed up another, like, 10 feet. And I was watching as a TD up on the side of the hill, and I'm like, what is he doing? And so I had another guy who had TD'd a bunch of events, and I asked him, because he was standing next to me, because I was like, Paul's breaking the rules right in front of my face. Like, what? what the heck is this guy doing? And the TD was like, oh, he's just taking optional relief so he doesn't have to worry about the fence and his swing. I was like, but what, like, his relief's a meter. Like, it's just a fence. It's not bar-bar or anything. He can't take 10 feet back. He's like, no, he's taking optional relief. I was like, so he gets a stroke. He's like, no, he went OB. And like, this was, that was the first time it was ever explained to me. And so I asked Paul about it. After yeah. he's, like, he's like, yeah, it's not something you ever really do frequently. He's like, but if I were taken only a meter, my follow-through would have been right at the fence. So, by going 10 feet farther back, then I could throw freely without thinking about the fence. The first time I saw it, I was like, that, that's illegal. Because it does seem a very weird rule. <laughs> like, you threw it, even in that scenario, like, just don't throw over the fence. Then you don't have to worry about the fence in your swing. Like, there's, there's no real <laughs> scenario where it's like, a, oh, okay, there it is. That's the one that makes sense. So, I, that, I think yeah, I can it's get not like a safety.
1: It's not like a safety thing. It's just one. It's just a rule that basically makes disc golf easier.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no real reason for it to exist other than it's just like,
1: to other make than it just easier. making your life yeah. easier.
0: Picking, being able to be like, oh, yeah. You know, if I go back 20 feet, I, then I have a hyzer versus yeah. having to throw the straight shot.
1: And you know me, I'm all for, I'm all because because the other rule makes sense of where you, if you go out of bounds, because it really just makes sense. For like the water scenario where it's short of the basket right yeah where if you take a meter back like it might not still be safe to kind of throw in so it's like I kind of want to keep going back further like that makes sense in certain scenarios um and, and I'm fine with that taking it back on where you went out of bounds as far back as you want that's fine to me in that one line but yeah, I'm. I'm all for. I'm always gonna be for making disc golf more challenging and more difficult. And this just seems like a rule that the only thing it's good for is making disc golf easier. So I'm all. Yeah. About you
0: know what? I came in. I came X-Name. into this one ready to debate you, and I you've convinced me. You've swayed me. I don't understand why this rule exists, and hopefully someone in the comments can explain to us maybe the origin of the rule or some type of scenario we're not thinking about as to why, why it still needs to exist. But as of right now, I agree. Let's get rid of that thing. Um, this next take, basically for those listening at home, what the structure to show right now is Brody texted me a list of things as they happen throughout <laughs> Idlewild and was like, add this to the list of debate night, add this to the list. So if it seems like I'm reading off of a list and being like, all right, next topic, it's cause I am. Uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. But the next one, I'm fascinated to hear why this is even on my list um you said Oh boy, hopefully asking, I hopefully I remember. <laughs> you said you wanted me to bring up asking players how they shot week. versus just looking at it
1: on UDisc. Oh I got to bring this one out. Okay, so I actually had I actually had a couple conversations. This happens at every single tournament. And I don't yeah. know if other people like again, this is a very pro spectator fan type of situation. This is not something that, and this is again, like one of those weird like disc golf things of where I think sometimes when we discuss things on here, people put themselves in that shoe of like, oh, when I finished like with a turn and or when I finished with a tournament and someone asked me how I do, how I did, like that's not weird at all. Like this is a different scenario than you playing a local tournament or a local B ter- like, tier or A tier, or whatever it is. This is a different scenario when it's like the pro pro tour and and spectators type of thing. Uh-huh. And there's like autographs, signings, all this type of stuff. And there's an actual scoreboard that you can look up to see how someone does. So, and again, this might just be me coming from my golf background. But like it's a known, and I think it's a known thing in most sports of where like if you see someone perform badly or have a bad game Or, um, something happens to where they didn't have, they didn't perform well. If you like that person and you're a fan of that person or you respect that, whatever it is, you generally like, just don't bring it up. Yeah. Right. You don't, you don't mess around with it at all. Um, I don't know if I've told my Jordan Spieth story of where I walked 18 holes with him and I was super stoked to uh talk to him after the round and he acknowledged me at one point during the round so that made me be like oh wow he knows like he knows of me so maybe we can have a conversation like I got my head spinning of like this would be sweet but then he double bogeyed Mm. hole 18 and that basically kaputted his round and put me in a situation where I was like I'm not gonna say anything to him what the heck I know he's I know he's pissed off cuz like initially I was going to like come up to him and say hey man it was awesome watching you great playing today cuz he was actually playing really well and then that happened. So my point being and this is what I told the couple people that and I think it's like it's just an open conversation. It's not that big of a deal. If anything, I'm actually just trying to save people the awkwardness because I'm I'm going to be truthful if you ask me how I did and I played terrible, I'm going to say I played terrible. And then yeah. it's, it's a really, like Silas, let's have this conversation, okay? I just, I just right. triple bogeyed hole 17. I was in like 20, 23rd place and I triple bogeyed hole 17 coming in and now I've, I didn't cash. And now I'm walking and you, you, you go with the line.
2: <laughs> what
0: well, Say the man. line. How, ask me how I played. Oh,
2: how'd you play? Terrible. Nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, that was perfect. Like, what do you what? Silas, what do you say I to that? Know. Like, what? How do you?
0: I've always seen it used it's, it's, as like a a way to just like start a conversation. Because like I've asked but players, but you know how. I but best. you,
1: but you, can, you know how I played though. But you, I want to hear the, the thing story. Is you can
0: look. So like, if I walk up to you, I guess it's slightly different. To like, someone if I walk that up played you, terrible, yeah. If I walk to up to someone that you and played I'm like, terrible, hey man, how'd it go out there today? And you're like, oh, it was awful. I shot four
1: over. I was like, oh, wait, dude, no, wait, hold on. What happened? Yeah. I get, I get, if you know, if you, hold on, Hunter, yeah, Hunter, yeah. if you know someone, if you know someone was like trying to qualify for USDGC. And they double bogeyed the final hole to to knock them out of qualifying, you would literally the first thing you would say is, Hey man, how to go out there. This is not someone that you're friends with, by the way. This no. is like this is you saying this to like this is you saying this to Isaac Robinson. No, hey man, man how'd it go way, out
0: there? Only way I'm asking that question to Isaac Robinson in that scenario is if I legitimately haven't I haven't seen I'm walking by him and I see him like headed to his car. I'm like, oh, dude, how'd you shoot today? And I, I have no idea what happened. I'm just asking because it's a lot quicker. See, you you're part of the that. problem. If you, I'm walking, if I'm walking, what do you want me to do? Look it up on your He could have shot course record, and this is the moment of we're going to have the greatest like, interaction. And I'm like, and he's like, dude, shredded it out there. And I'm like, oh, sick. Tell me about it. Or he's just going to be like, dude, go my way. And I'm like, oh, my bad. Sorry, dude. That sucks. And then we just walk on. But then you and say, and then you
1: just hey, walk away dude, from that. I saw You had an awesome
0: round. You know what? This somewhat happened. This somewhat happened to me. Uh,
1: uh, all all I'm trying to say is I'm trying no, 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 I'm trying to save I'm trying scenario. to save I'm trying to save the awkwardness because again I, it's not awkward for me. I could care less if if more and more people want to come up to me and ask me. And again, if you're trolling, that's a perfect troll, that right? Is a like if troll. you know I if you know I play terrible and and you don't like me, that is a perfect troll to be like, hey man, how'd it go out there? Like, I saw that you were, saw you were in like 20th place. Like, how'd you finish? That's an awesome troll. But if you're like a legitimate, like you want, like you're saying, you want to have like a conversation and stuff like that. My, my other point is like, it, it's just, you have a U-DIS. Well, what do like, you, you suggest? What do you suggest? So I'm,
0: I'm just a random fan. Okay. I didn't get to watch your round. I'm showing up to watch lead card first day. I'm not talking card,
1: anything about the round and you're walking by. What am round. I saying? I'm just like, Hey man. Hey, hey, oh, nice hey, man. hey man. Nice. Hey, hey, Hey man. Nice to see you out here. Uh, Hey man, can I get a picture? Hey man, can I get an autograph? But like, it's just uh, is a very natural like, thing
0: can, to be like, Oh, you like, Oh, I know Brody turned off this morning. I wonder how he did. And just, Hey, I see you. Hey man. Lo- hey, hey how to go out there?
1: I, I just would never. That's a natural conversation I never starter. Do, I feel like no, I've never, I've never done that at a PGA tour event. I've well, never it's slightly seen different a pro though, because like wa- How? How? But it's when are you? When they are they you? Have,
0: they, you're in the parking lot. You so you pull up to a PGA tour event. And you're, you park, and Rory's parked next to you. That is completely different scenario than I'm at a PGA tour event and I'm behind no, the ropes waiting that, to get an
1: autograph from this guy. No. No, that's no. What our, our parking is now separate. Now you can't park where the pros are parking.
0: No, but like you the, still. This is you, you at no point. This is you, you walking off 18.
1: Yes, and you're walking to yeah, your What car. are you talking about?
0: I'm. I'm not watching what? you play. I'm by hole one. There at are Idlewild, there are perfect Hunter. Example. There
1: are Hunter. Hunter. There are events on the PJ tour where when you finish hole 18, you have to walk like three minutes to get to the clubhouse and along those but three those, minutes you're walking you're walking past people that weren't watching you play past that people are just are like with randomly that's a
0: big difference are there is it a roped off section you're walking through
1: it's a it's a it's, it's even it's even worse because they're, they're walking on like a cart path
0: and there's that's people a, on both sides sure but but are are people on the cart path walking with them
1: no that's the and big there's difference there's no people in This scenario is the same thing. There's a rope in between. It's the same as so Idlewild. Idlewild, you you left
0: eighteen, and you got to your car, and you don't have to talk to fans at any point.
1: There, there is a rope. There is a rope from hole eighteen, all the way to the practice area, and the practice area is all roped off onto your cars. All right. If you did not want to interact, if you didn't want to interact with fans at all, you literally could just put your head down and walk, and they would have to. They're on the other side of you. And they're and then, not, yeah, like, I fully agree you with you. Want... So like, I'm talking about like, you're walking, you're walking. I mean, in this scenario, my scenario was like, a, uh, I've had it happen where I'm like walking off holy 18 and people are asking, but then I'm also, I've also had it too, where like I'm practice putting after a round and like someone like, and this is the whole thing. It's not like you're walking past me, right? Like it'd be one thing if you're walking past me and you're just like, Oh, Hey man, how to go to like, that's different then like, it's an awkward situation when I'm practice putting, and like you just like, hey man, how'd it go today? And I kn- like you were standing there. I'm not going anywhere. You could literally just be like, oh, he triple bogey it's hole seventeen. Yikes! Probably not going to bring it up. It's again, it's not that big of a deal. I don't really care. My whole point with this was literally just saying the awkwardness that it is when you ask someone how they did. And again, I think it's going to get like my my interactions like terrible. Didn't play well. It is what it is, right? And then we move on, whatever. But think about like, do if you this, do you view mem- it weird if like
0: you? There's another pro like you, like you and.
1: Well, I think Zach when Melton. pros do it, I think when pros do it, I think the majority of the time they know how you played. I think there is trolling going but, like, do on you,
0: there, possibly. But like, do you view it different? Of like, round one, you teed at ten. Zach Melton teed it one or is about to it one, you're walking past the putting green and he's practiced putting. He obviously has not been looking at scores and he's just like, Oh Brody, how'd it go out there for you today?
1: I think it's also different when you have a relationship with someone. Sure. But like that's a different vibe,
0: right? Like that feels fine.
1: Yes. Cause that's like, yes, because you have a re- I I have a relationship with someone. Yeah. I have a relationship with that. I think person. up to this point, though, ask- that's
0: the disc golf vibe because like everyone's been together. It's just now getting separated. Correct. Cause I would never Correct. ever ask saying. that to, I would never ask that to any PGA golfer if I'm standing on the course. But previously, there wasn't separation. So, like, you were like, if, when we're, if I'm walking to my car, I, there is a solid chance that I just look over and it's just a pro and I'm like, oh, that's Adam Hammonds. What the heck? Hey, Adam, how'd you go? It's just a, a natural thing. Like, it feels much more natural than here's, I'm waiting for someone's autograph and I'm, sure, and I'm waiting for it like that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be a bunch of people roasting me and being like, this is a stupid take. Who cares? And yes, it is stupid. That's my whole point, is it's like it's a dumb thing because you can literally look up the score <laughs> and not have to have a weird interaction. My whole point too is imagine some of these people that we know are hotheads. Yeah. That we know have a little bit of a loose cannon. And like, you know, let's say the money goes up a little bit and mm. now things are a little bit crazier, like what kind of reaction you get. I'm just trying to help the people. The other thing too, here's another good line. If you really want to troll someone too, here's another great line is when they say terrible and, or they ask you like, Hey, would you shoot out there? Like how'd it go? And you're like, yeah, it didn't really play that well. And they're like, what what would you shoot? And you're like one over. And they're like, Oh, that's better than me. That's a great (laughs) troll. Great troll. Great troll, because that's athletics. another line that I've never heard in any other sport. Of where you're just like Steph, how to go out there? <sighs> not good, man. Uh, only scored five points. That's better than I would have done. <laughs> like that's probably exactly what Steph Curry wants to hear. He's like, yeah, a not him in I'm the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, I think it's to your point of where the separation isn't there yet. Like a hundred percent, it's still really close. So there are still people that like play and don't play and all this, but like that is such a good troll line of like, "Oh man, chin up, dude." That that's actually really good. Like, I've never shot under par here. So that's like really good. Yeah. It's like That's funny. You're like, "Yeah, but like Isaac Robinson just shot 13 under."
0: So, <laughs> he
1: beat me by four He beat me by 14 today. The the perspective of like what's good is like completely different of where you know the bogey bros going out and shooting three under at Idlewild they're gonna freak out and most pros are gonna be upset so it's just a perspective thing is that but a prediction yeah, you think we to get to three if you guys play doubles yeah we'd play doubles hmm. three's not a terrible number actually three's you guys are gonna bogey a lot of holes as a doubles team.
0: I played Idlewild singles once, and I did start – I was three through three before a storm delay. Don't look at the scorecard after that, but just saying. Well, hole
1: three is different now. Oh, well, yeah, I know. I could still Bur- get it, I think. Birdie on, hole, birdie on hole two is really good. I was I very proud I of it. I didn't myself. birdie that hole once. Yeah, I didn't birdie that hole I once. I came back and
0: took like a hole six or seven on the next hole and just erased it all, but that's fine.
1: Yeah, the the woods hole's like that that stretch of like the stretch of like 10 through 15, that's where I I think you guys shoot like probably 3 over par or something.
0: All right. So 3 under is a good mark is what you're thinking.
1: I would be I would be impressed if you guys as a double shot better than 3 under. All right. But you guys are also way better. You guys are way better than what I'm thinking of right now, actually, because I think like back, yeah, I think uh, maybe you could, maybe you actually could shoot better than that. Maybe like maybe like five. Five's probably a five's a number solid number. Okay, what, you, I think five's what, the number I would give you guys because like Trevor's actually putting good now. So and then I saw on your Instagram story that you were just like lethal lethal today, like well, inside of sixty feet. So most
0: most of today, uh, <laughs> most of today. Let's put it this. Way. We did a monthly match. Yeah. I won't spoil the monthly match, but I think I can say this. I might have had the greatest collapse of all time in the monthly match. (laughs) And it was, it was enough to at least allow Trevor back in it. And that's as much as I'll spoil when he was so far out of it. I had quite one of the greatest collapses in sports history. I mean, 15 footers
1: weren't even going. I would actually, yeah. Now I think about it. I'd actually put money that you guys don't shoot better than five because now that I know like we would be filming it, I would be there and we get to hole sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, like I feel stretch. like you're probably having i feel like you're probably having to be like eight under going into sixteen to shoot five okay we'll have to see we'll have to see what so happens. i feel I, I I feel pretty good about that
0: I'll, I'll, to, uh the video that comes out the same day debate night comes out, so tomorrow uh is our w r Jackson doubles battle. I feel like we played pretty solid there, so I'll be curious what what you think of the score once that comes out. Once you think of this, what we think of the score. once you see us, see us on that track, but, uh, kind of on the same track, what we were talking about, you told me to mention autographs and that's all you said. So,
1: oh yeah, go for it. Oh, I (laughs) was just going to say, so yeah, I I was just going (laughs) to say real quick, like (laughs) something, something that's an interesting, interesting, uh, situation that's going on now is they, the way they have autograph. And this is also something that I'm curious if like the people that have gone to events, and like the way that the autographs are currently set up because the way that the autographs are currently set up is like a meet and greet. So it's like the players are like sitting, sitting behind a table and you have seen some pictures of that. And, and, um, it almost looked like too like a situation where there's like two lines forming. Right. So like if you want, if like, if, if, uh, Calvin and Ricky are behind the table and you get in Ricky's line after Ricky's line. I don't think you can just go straight over to Calvin. I think you have oh, to geez. go in the back of Calvin's line. I think because there's two lines created. Cause there's some people that just want Ricky's autograph and there's some people that just want Calvin's autograph. Yeah. And so like a line, a line forms. I don't know exactly how that works. The way I handled it was a little bit different because one, when you have people asking for photos too, I'm not one to be like, yeah, let me, you know, I think, I don't know how other pros were doing it, but like me just sitting there and then like doing a selfie with me, like sitting in the background, I'm not a big fan of that. So like I, I just got de- up and like went down the line myself. And oh, I think okay. that's also way faster. I have a Sharpie in my hand and I'm just signing. Here you go. Have a good one. Thanks for coming. Here you go. Boom. And I can also interact. People can stick around and talk. It's not like they they sign and they feel like okay, I got to get out of the way for the next person. Yeah. So my thought is, for me, like I would much rather instead of having like a meet and greet setup, I would have almost like just like an area of a line that people can kind of line up, and as I'm walking, I can sign and go to the next person. That's how and Champions not like Cup a, was, correct? The, the lines almost horizontal. Uh, I don't remember how Champions Cup gotcha. was set up those. So. Well, the only
0: but, only feedback I heard is someone DM'd me, uh, or not DM'd. It might be on Discord. Someone notified us somehow um, because they were, I guess, somewhat upset. Whatever day they could come to Idlewild, I guess Ricky didn't play super good, and they claimed after 18, he just up and left, and they didn't get to get an autograph because of how separated stuff is. I saw pictures on the Pro Tour fine. where he was sitting down, had a long line and Ricky's someone who always makes time for his fans. But like you had said, with it being separated now, like if you played in your opinion, he doesn't, to want a sign, around, he like, doesn't have to, yeah, you can just peace out. Uh, but it is a weird like mm-hmm. perception. I think it's just as the sport grows, it's something that'll happen. Cause like, if you go to, you know, back in the day, I got LeBron James' autograph once and it was like the coolest moment of my life. Now I don't like LeBron anymore. Uh, no real reason I just don 't like dominant players i 'm always an underdog person minus Duke, um, anyways, I met LeBron and I was like freaking out, but the whole night we basically how we got to meet him was we just went down to like the tunnel area, and like the players just came through, but every single person told me like, "Hey, not all players sign autographs, so like you're gonna get get to see LeBron walk by, but depending on how the game goes, like he might not sign and like it was just a normal thing like i I, he signed, he was very nice, actually took time to like, talk to us and stuff, it was awesome. Signed my jersey, super cool moment. But had he just walked by, I wouldn't have been upset. Because like Delonte West, he just walked right by, he didn't give two fricks about me. That was fine. Because <laughs> they lost, they lost to the Wizards that night. So yeah. Yeah, I would have put it's my just, head down and walked yeah. out too. But in disc golf, that hasn't been a thing, because it's been so accessible it's like, oh, as soon as the, like, basically basketball terms, it'd be like, oh, the final layup just went in. I'm going to walk on the court real quick before he gets to the locker room yeah. and stop him and make sure I get my autograph. Whereas now it's a lot more organized. So, here's, so I think over time it'll just become a more normal thing of like, well, sorry, you know, he played bad. They don't always stop and sign. Like, that's okay. You don't have to.
1: So here's the other, here's the other issue as well. After the first round, I think I was on the third. I think I was on third card, right? Uh-huh. So you had chase, you had chase card and lead card behind us. We had a pretty big group of people watching us, mm-hmm. and there was also a pretty big group of people on hole eighteen already. Yeah. So by the time we got over to like the signing area and all that stuff, a a pretty large line had formed. I got through like half the line, maybe, when uh, Chase Card was was finishing up. Mm. So then you end up getting all the people that were watching Chase Card. They now come over and get in line. Yeah. And so now you you're still signing all these people that are in a line, and then you final card comes in and all that, and so you end up si- si- situation where it's like, do you want you know are we making it to where players now not feel obligated, but it's like a weird situation where there's a line formed. Yeah. And like you've been signing for 15, 20 minutes and it's like, do you just up and leave now? Luckily the way I was doing it and that was really the way I, the reason why I was doing it that way was like it, it got one, it got those people in and out quicker. So it's not like they're standing in a line for 20 minutes to try to get my autograph. Because sometimes there is this like, you know, someone comes, sits down, do, you know, sign, hand it. They talk to whatever. Like, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people just want an autograph, want a picture, maybe want to say a couple things to you. Um, and then they've got other stuff to do. They want to watch more disc golf. They want to get another autograph, whatever. So I was trying to get, you know, through the line quick. But, like, if you were sitting there and taking your time, like, you can just literally get – more and more people flooded in, and like this is like when disc golf again is like still growing. So like, how does that work? Yeah, when, when there's thousands and instead thousands of, of people. a thousand. Yeah, of where it's just like everyone at the tournament just thinks that they get an autograph. Like, it gets crazy. And again, these are all like really weird things. I don't even know if people listening care about this honestly, but um these were just all things that I saw and just kind of growing pains. Some things that you know are interesting of. And again, like the players thing, like I'm always going to side with the players of if you didn't play well or something happened to you and you just don't feel like having to deal with it yeah, um, and you're not good at like putting on a smile and and moving on, like you have every right to just leave and get out of there. Absolutely. Um, And so like, I don't think if that happens, like I don't think you... If you're a fan of that player, I don't think you should look bad or something like. I I, I don't think you should look down on that person for making that decision. No. Um, that that I, I'll side with the players on that because I definitely again, think it's it. like it's very it's very difficult to, uh, and luckily we don't have like media obligations. Yeah, like they really, you know, like I played I thought pretty pretty good on the first round. And I was playing with Isaac and there's like, we were just going to interview Isaac. Yeah. Right. Where a lot of other, uh, sports, they have so much more media and so much more journalists and stuff like that of where, you know, pretty much if you're in the tournament, you're going to have someone after your round ask for a quick interview or whatever it may be. But mm-hmm. for us, it's like, unless you played, unless you played really, really well, uh, you can just kind of bounce. But, Yeah, I just want to throw it out there because I know there are probably some people upset with some players with the signing and to to let people know ahead of time, like kind of what people are doing with you saying like, hey, like he probably isn't going to sign this. Like he might just walk by. It's like setting people up to let people know that you know there might be a situation where that person was sitting there signing autographs and taking photos for 20 minutes and they got to get going. Or like for me, like I was like, it wasn't like I need to get out of here because I want to go eat or whatever, is like I need to practice. Like mm-hmm. a- every day, Fridays after each round, even Sunday after Sunday's round, I stuck around for another hour and a half practicing because it's like the way the way disc golf is set up, it's not really easy to get a lot of good practice in before your round. So I use the time after my rounds to get my practice in. So um, those are all things just to kind of think about.
0: I definitely yeah. think what yeah. you had right. said right. earlier enough, of the. Enough
1: the horizontal
0: lines makes the mo- most sense. Like you walk off 18 and basically they're just lining the rope. And if you, if people are holding out discs and you want to stop and sign and talk to people, you do. If not, you just get going. And then it's not some awkward. Cause the meet and greet thing definitely could create some more awkward situations where it's like, at what point do you stop? Like there's some players who might just be more personable and sit down and like, have a conversation with everyone and they, they could legitimately be there four or five hours. But I think if they that's wanted.
2: when you set up like a, a actual meet
1: and greet.
0: No. Yeah. There's a separate thing of like yeah. an actual meet and greet. Yeah. yeah. And players can set that up sponsors. Yeah. Like what stuff like that, whatever. Yeah. Like
1: what we're doing at, what we're doing at foundation Charleston, like that's a meet and greet. Like yeah. I'm yeah. going to, we're all going to be there and we're not going anywhere. So like if one person shows up or a thousand people show up, we're going to be there. Exactly. Um, that's where this is different, you know? Cause like someone might finish their round at seven o'clock play really bad and know that they're going to have a round early in the morning the next day. Yeah. And they might have, I don't know. So, all right, next, next, what we got what is it? What is actually got
0: perfect topic to wrap it up. Oh, and uh, wait, the final thing. No, 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 you th- can't
1: wrap it up. Nope. Can't wrap it up. Well, I have one more time. I have two additional things. Oh, okay. Well, let me do these two. Let me do these two additional things real quick. Okay. Because these should be fast. Okay. Go for okay. it. This this is like uh, this is like if I smoked weed, this would be like something that probably would pop up in my head. Okay, but I just I I just I just saw this and I want to talk about this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> how crazy how crazy is it? And I I'm gonna bring it all as a good story here. Okay, great, can't Think wait. Think about how crazy it is when you listen to one person sing, right? Yeah. If you listen to one person sing, we're gonna we're gonna throw out Miley Cyrus because I've been really liking her like uh, renditions of some of these songs. Yeah. that she's been doing. Silas is laughing. For when some I hear reason, my dude, what? Silas must not have heard. Keep going. Hear me out. When I hear when I hear like Miley Cyrus sing, I'm like, holy cow, that person can sing really good. Uh-huh. My guess is when if I heard Silas sing, I would be like, holy crap, Silas can't sing. This sounds terrible. Sing, man. Have you no. ever heard though? Have you ever heard like at a concert where the whole crowd starts singing? Yeah. Have you ever heard that and thought it was bad? It, no, always, it always sounds, sounds amazing.
2: Good. Yeah.
1: It always sounds incredible. It's like a choir. And so I think I yeah, but everyone in choir can sing though. Not always. The majority of oh, people in a choir. No, no, no.
0: I
2: I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah. A lot the majority of, people in choir of can't
1: the sing. hold on. The majority of people in a choir can sing, or practice singing, or like have. You're gonna tell me right now that there's a higher percentage of people that sing better in a crowd than in a choir?
0: No, Come probably on. in a choir. I mean, it depends. You on the can't choir. believe that like a random middle school choir at like some random school. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You probably have more talent in that crowd.
1: In in. No, like, it doesn't. It's irrelevant. Keep there going. might be.
0: I'm tracking with you. Okay, a my group point of people is, always sounds. My point good. is,
1: even if you, if you, yeah, if you have ten thousand people and only let's say a hundred of them actually can sing well, it's still going to sound good, even though nine thousand nine hundred can't sing Yeah. individually. If you pick them out individually, sure. so this is where I'm. This is where I'm bringing it all to the world. I think this is a perfect uh, analogy to the fact of. If we work together as a group, community, whatever, we can achieve a lot better things than if everyone was just trying to go solo dolo. That was kind of my like analogy moment of like holy cow. like as a group, we can do incredible things and instead of like tearing each other down and saying, I'm better than you, you're better I you suck yada yada. If we work more together, Incredible things can happen. I don't know. That was where'd that, that come? That was from? just a, I what, never what thought. Of... that? Thanks for the motivation. Um, that was good. It was um, one of my favorite Christian songs, which is. Um, uh, what is that song?
0: Love that one. I can't. I mean, Spiritly. we need about
1: 5,000 more uh, of you. <laughs> <Spiritly>. <laughs> uh, um, gosh, hold on. I got it. I I I saw a video. I liked it, so I got a. Um, oh, here it is. I'm hearing nothing. You would call me <laughs> we deeper we than my feet could. Oh, oceans! Oh, Hillsong. Oceans. oceans. I mean, if is you would have given it's me oceans. five yeah. words, oceans. I would have known it. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Oceans, oceans. I was blanking on the name. Oceans. Yeah. So I saw that and like you know they, they sang a couple the artist sang a couple song lines and then the whole crowd started singing. and I was like, this is beautiful. This, this is amazing. Yeah. And so I thought that. All right. It's next, great, good analogy. Next thing, comp- really random, can but great analogy. D- s- can complete 360 here. What? Okay. What were we arguing about last week? Worlds. Because I was getting a lot of flack in the comments saying that I was not understanding your point. Worlds. And I feel like I was understanding. Your you point. were understanding. Oh, it was worlds. It was yeah. just the worlds argument.
2: You were understanding. I was understanding, understanding your
1: point. I was just saying I don't. I yeah. My whole thing was. My whole thing was I just don't understand why adding extra days make it makes it special. I'm not, but we don't we're have not, to getting into back that. Into we we're not getting back into that. We are not getting back into that. I just I want I just want to make sure it's noted that I was understanding Hunter's point. Boom. I mean, just hearing you say I, I might be just hearing you say that. Makes I you might want to be go wrong. Again. All right, next up. No, next we're not talking. We're, we're not talking I, might, I might, I'm, Where's Trevor on it? What's his? I'll, I'll ask him when I get there. Yeah, ask I him. I want when to you know his here. opinion. Yeah. His opinion will just Maybe be we'll do a, a special from whatever grip I lock every time. Maybe we'll do a special grip lock. Maybe. We definitely need to do a banter. We definitely need to do a banter when I'm there. We're gonna record we a, a, we're gonna record a, a banter, banter, banter tomorrow morning, but we could definitely we're gonna do a
0: mailbag when you're here, for sure. Heiser Club no, mailbag. We need to do but a we can banter. do a banter too. We need we can knock two banters out banter. this week. It has,
1: it's been it's been a long time since we've Friday, did a with the full Friday
0: group. morning, I think we got some free time.
1: Oh, I'm also bringing the Prada disc, so oh, we're going yeah. to do yeah. um, we're going to do uh, a full review of the Prada Disc nice. and see how everyone throws it. So that's, Perfect. that's
0: coming. Great, that's awesome. All right. Oh, the, the, uh, what's your the last final topic? thing you texted what's- me? Which I'm confused why we're bringing it back up again, but you must have a reason. Is the shaking hands after hole 18
1: oh my gosh, the movement is happening, baby. Oh, you started The movement it. is happening. Okay. Oh, I've been trying to do this. I've been trying to do this for I months. I will say, I did what notice
0: your, was it your final round? One of the rounds, I th- it, was, it was definitely your final round. That was because that's when definitely Paul, not filmed. No, it was, because that was when Paul popped off. You were on Paul's card final round, right? Oh, yes. So they oh, so, so live, see that. Yes, yes, so live that. coverage they had when Paul hit the putt on 18, and then immediately everyone took their hats off and started shaking hands on the green of 18.
2: I thought it was watching you think? I did note it. I, I, I did note it. Joel. It
0: looked professional. Did it did it did it look cool? It did look good. It, it did it it felt like a good like summary of the round. It made sense.
1: Okay, so so we we've definitely have made movement on this and <laughs> I I haven't like posted anything when it, I haven't posted anything to like the to like the the Facebook group with all the pros in it or anything like that being like, "Hey guys, let's keep doing this." I'm just kind of doing it like I'm like grassrooting it. I'm like oh, okay. uh, trying word of mouth it one person at a time. You're just playing with a bunch um, of different I've people, really, doing it with all of them. Yes. And I've had really good conversations with a lot of people of where like I'll, I'll basically, this is how I pose it is I go, when we get to hole 18, I'll go, hey, listen, guys, if you want to do the whole handshake thing and all that stuff right now, fine i just want to let you know i'm going to do it again when we actually finish on 18 <laughs> and yeah that's how you make it and strange. i've got in in phrasing it that way i've literally have gotten some people being like yeah i don't actually know why yeah i don't know why we do it before and some people are like yeah i've never even thought about like i've gotten i've gotten a lot of people being like yeah it's kind of weird like when they actually think about it like Cause I think it's just so ingrained, in, in, uh, and it's like something you've done so much. Yeah. But to me, I, I do think it's it is such a classier thing to be able to do that actually when your round is over, no matter what happens on hole eighteen. Yeah. Because then you again, can just I actually say like it was op- a good playing with you.
0: Like you can actually say, yeah, it and I it's think it's the over.
1: optics. Yeah, and you're shaking the caddies' hands as well, letting them know that like it was nice meeting them, all that stuff. The optics of it, I think, looks great. Um, but yeah, I did it. We all, all three days did it. Um, and, uh, it is what it is. Slow movement, obviously slow movement. And some people, I still sometimes get people being like, well, I, I still, I'm going to do it before. And I'm like, that's fine. Just, I want you to know I'm doing (laughs) this now for you. I'm shaking your hand after 18. So don't run away. And you can't run away. That's the whole beauty of it. Like, we're all going to do our scores. So you know there's what? no running away.
0: You've, you've started a movement now with foundation. We're, t- tomorrow's bogey row battle is going to turn a new page. We're not going to shake hands till after we're done. Uh,
1: I also, I love that. I don't even you know go. why you guys haven't been doing that. Well, because what we're, we're playing with you? disc golfers. So people but, will
0: come up to us. Like, as soon as we get to the T of 18, everyone's like, hey, dude. Great say the, to the same thing. Um, that's what I'm going to do. Tomorrow, we we'll like, hey. thing. be like, hey, hey. We can do it now. We're just going to do it after 18 when we tap out anyways, too. We're going to do it. Yeah, be like, we're gonna do it again.
1: We're gonna do it literally in 15 minutes. Yeah. Do you want to do that? There you go. Um, but I, 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 I can't take credit for it though because I, uh, I brought this up and I want to say, I think it might have been Paul Omen. Paul Omen let me know that someone else actually started this movement years ago. Oh. So, so i are just carrying his, on. I their can't spirit. remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember their name. So if anyone knows who I'm talking about, it's please let me Arnold know in the Palmer. comments. Um, but uh, no no, no it was just <laughs> I was person. joking I was just picking um, a random old golfer but uh, but yeah I don't want to take credit for actually starting the movement I'm just continuing on this person's journey there you go Well, great I mean it's going to be I'm
0: excited for the day that like that's all we see on coverage and then we can just be like hey you know what we had this conversation on debate night when it was the movement was picking up steam
1: you know else you'll love you and Trevor will love let's hear it And why this is also another thing of why you'll love it is it prohibits. I love Terry Miller, but it prohibits Terry Miller getting that microphone up in the person's Mm. face right when they tap out because they know that they have to shake everyone's hand. It also prohibits like the random other pros that are like watching, like sprinting on and like hugging and all that stuff right after like, Every, everyone knows it's like when that I had the idea the to regulate the pants, with. You fix the problem by fixing a different problem. <laughs> Genius. Exactly. You can't do that. You can't do that anymore because you have to let that player shake everyone, every other player's hand, and all the caddies' hand. And what that ends up doing is that player shakes their caddy at the end, and they get that nice, like you know, moment of where it's caddy player, caddy player. I will say. And uh, yeah, I will say. And then the family is. Hanging in the off on, on the wings, and yeah. they come in, and so like yeah, it's it's, it's a nice moment. It's a I nice will moment. say
0: I did like this at Idlewild. It was obviously it was a pro that sprinted in, but it was his brother, Isaac's brother. I liked that like they had that moment where like as soon as Isaac tapped in, that's cool. Ezra like sprinted in and hugged him, and they had like a solid like seconds. Like the moment before the interview. Built up a lot. You could see, also, they had a camera on him, like, all 18 walking up, and you could see the moment slowly settle in. It was crazy to watch the emotions on his face as he, like, slowly relaxed and realized he just won a pro tour event. Um And then they, he had the moment with his brother, and then, like, you know, it was all settled. It didn't feel rushed. 18 didn't feel rushed. But I think you're right. I think that if that picks up enough steam, that kind of solves a lot of other problems without actually having to solve any of them.
1: Yeah, because what you could do too is in that moment, what you can do is when Isaac's putting out, you could have a camera on Ezra, Yeah, right? And you can kind of go back and back or you can do picture and picture. And so when he makes that putt, you can see Ezra's reaction and Ezra's just waiting for him to shake everyone's hands. And then you can have that moment of once that, happens boom yeah um and that just again gives it a little bit more time of where you can kind of build that up of watching Ezra celebrate kind of with himself and be super stoked this was very similar to when Matthew Fitzpatrick just won um the last major he um his brother actually caddied for him when they played that same course I think it was like U.S. amateurs or something mm. like that, and so his brother wasn't wasn't on the bag this time, but his brother was there watching it, and they had a camera on it all through eighteen, and they were going back and forth to the brother, and it was the same situation where putt goes in, he wins, he shakes everyone's hands, he embraces the caddy, and then by the time he takes embraces his caddy, boom, his brother, boom, lovely moment. So yeah, that's all. Awesome. Um, yep, the pants regulate the pants. It's all about, uh, you know, fixing another problem to, uh, fix the actual problem.
0: Yeah. Genius. Genius. I love it. All right. Well, there you go. That was debate night. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed a little bit different format than normal, but if you're in the Charleston, South Carolina area, be sure to check out all the stuff going down this weekend. You can find that on foundation Charleston's Instagram page. And also we're posting about it on our main Instagram, Facebook, Twitter accounts, all of that. You can stay up to date there, but the big event 5 p.m., Foundation Charleston Grand Opening uh, here in Charleston, South Carolina. You can swing by, meet Brody, meet Robbie C., Swanky Disc Golf, Danny Lindahl, the Bogey Bros, us, obviously. Silas will be there. Connor will be there. Heck you're not going to want to miss it. And, obviously, get your hands on one of those black-on-black dark horse midnight nu- uh, nukes. I almost said Zeus's. Midnight nukes. You're not going to want to miss those. Uh, Brody, you want to call someone out? You haven't done that in a while.
1: Well, I'll, well, I'll say – well. I'll try, I'll see if I have anything, but, um, <laughs> I will say in the collector group, I almost, I don't know if I saw any of the black on black, uh, Raptors go for sale. Like, I don't think any, Uh-oh. I don't think anyone tried to flip those. People just held on to them. Um, yeah. So I don't think this is a situation. I think maybe some people like, were like, Hey, if you're going, can you grip me one? I've seen some of yada. that. Yeah. But, uh, i don't I don't remember really seeing anyone try to flip these things so we I did appre- get a dm where someone, because yeah.
0: someone booked a round trip flight out here for the opening oh heck
1: yeah, yeah well, flying it let's go so. um call- calling out people uh I don't know if I can really call no. anyone out right now because I've been pl- I've been playing like trash. I think you lately. stick with I'm your fl- analogy. I man. thought this. I think you stick with your analogy. I I was gonna say I thought this was like gonna be like my bounce back tournament and I was gonna be like suck it haters like you forgot about DDO here you go Idlewild yada yada it was looking that way I was feeling great and then you know I just had two rounds yeah. um, well the final round wasn't bad until seventeen but um. But yeah, it is what it is. I've got a, you know, if there was a time and there was a tournament to make some noise at, it'd be this next one, the European so Open. I'm put, yeah, I'm putting a lot of pulling a lot of time and work into uh, trying to get everything honed in, and and uh, Kelsey will be out there. Will nice. be the first tournament this season um, outside of I believe Waco. She was there for um, a, a hot minute, but um, yeah. We'll see if she'll caddy for me, too. That'll be an interesting situation. There you go.
0: There you go. Well, there you have it. just Listeners, end with the picture of Brody. what Brody described. If you know, a thousand voices sound better than one. We can do a lot yep. more together than, than separate. There you go. I think that's better than a call-out. We'll, we'll end it with that, and we'll talk to you all same time. Well, no, not the same time. Same place, though, next Tuesday night. See you then.